Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast, and I had such a blast with this conversation with Suzanne Adams. She is a best-selling author, a motivational speaker, and a life purpose consultant. You may have also seen her on the 2016 Hay House World Summit. She was a speaker with that where she shared her secrets to attracting happiness and freedom into your life, and Suzanne now leads workshops and retreats around the world, and you guys... She has such a down-to-earth way to share her journey and her spiritual journey, and I can't wait for you to find yourself in this story. So let's get started. Suzanne, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited and honored to be here. Ah, 
you guys, uh, Suzanne is absolutely amazing. She is in my mastermind. There's, there's quite a few of us. How many of us are there in Lewis Howe's mastermind? I think about 20, 20 people and everyone is epic. And I immediately connected with you. So I'm so excited to really get to know you on this podcast. And we just happen to be doing it with everybody listening. So <laughs> so fun. Yes. So um, like I said, I just, your light is so bright. It was like the second you walked in, I was like, that woman, there is something going on there. <laughs> I must know. So if you could, would you share with everybody just your, your journey about how you started doing what you're doing now? Yeah, of course. Uh, and, and thank you. And I, I agree that your light as well just just stuck out to me so thank you for oh, saying that you. so really my uh journey of, of spirituality and awakening kind of came from um being on a mission of looking for happiness and fulfillment but looking in all the wrong places I mean I was really searching my entire life on a very unaware unconscious level I was searching for something to fill me up I was searching for happiness and I was searching for joy and I lived most of my life, what I like to call now surface level happiness. Mm. And what surface level happiness is, is when you pretend that everything's okay. And when you put on that front, so people will think that you're, you know, the person that, that you want to portray. And when you, you accept being, um, not very deep in, in many areas of your, of your life. And, and you try to fit into a box that everyone else thinks that you're supposed to fit in and you do it with a smile on your face. Mm. And to me, that is surface level happiness. And I think that to be honest, it's quite an epidemic, mm. <laughs> you know, on our planet. And I got to a point where I was searching through romantic relationships, searching through a career achievement, searching through, really validation and opinion of others and it wasn't it didn't feel good and after enough times of things not working out for me enough broken hearts and you know being finally in a place where I think my soul was just really really calling me to to get out of the surface level happiness and into like a tap into depression and really start to to understand what, what I was born to do and start to understand the importance of life and the importance of, of really putting yourself in a place where you can, can receive all the joy and happiness that you were born for. Does that make sense? Oh, girl, I'm over here like, yes, that's exactly why I started doing what I'm doing. And, you know, I think that we're told this thing will make you happy or you get this career, it'll this will make you happy. And so many times, you know, I was chasing a title. I was homeschooled through high school. So I was de like basically devastated when I learned, wow, I think that people with titles really are the ones who hold, you know, the, the keys to the universe. They're the happiest people. They're going to make the most money. They're going to find the right spouse. And I just felt completely empty. And I thought, what I remember thinking to myself, what is a title that will like make people excited about meeting me or make me feel good about myself when I introduce myself? That's what I remember thinking. Just like, what would that title be? Do you know what I came up with? What? Dental hygienist. What? <laughs> like, I don't even like teeth. Like, I don't even want to be in people's mouths. But I so... <laughs> Oh, I can just see you in scrubs with the tools. I know. I was like, that'll make my mom proud, finally. Um, but yes, I so feel you. And, I, and as crazy as that sounds, I know everybody has had that moment of what will make me happy. So what was yours? Like, what was that point where you felt so low that you're like, this is not real. This isn't really who I am. So it was kind of um, a string of events. So... You know, I had gone on um, a, a trip to Sedona with a girlfriend. Um, I think it was like 2010, 2011, and we, at this point in time, like spirituality. So I've been in, I've been awakened and aware for probably, and on a spiritual mission for probably four or five years. So, so what did that mean to you, real quick, just for people who don't, maybe they're not awakened and aware yet? What, what is that? Uh, being aware means aware of the truth of who you are, the truth of that you are worthy of your desires. You were born for a very, very specific and unique purpose and that you, you're born, um, on a mission to do a mission and you're not just born to go through the motions and you're not just, 
you know, sailing through life, that you're here on purpose and that there's also a lot more to life than meets the eye. You know, we're all energetic beings and there there's a whole other realm of energetic beings that you can connect with. And, and that was actually part of what started to kind of awaken me was mm-hmm. I started having some supernatural experiences that I thought were really, really scary because I didn't understand that. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of like a whole sidebar conversation. Mm-hmm. But to me, just to be awakened and aware, it means understanding that you hold so much power, understanding that you create your reality, understanding that you are a divine being having a human experience and that you're, you're born to really, really um, up your game, understand your worth and your value, and, and really to, to bring as much joy as you can to your life and to others. Mm, beautiful. Okay, so you were going to Sedona with friends because you weren't quite feeling like you were happy yet. Well, no, this was just, I was on a spa trip. Oh, girl, <laughs> even better. I was going on a spa trip and ended up at you know sitting in front of shamanic astrologer, and he starts telling me um, that I was going to be this international spiritual teacher and I had this massive life purpose and all this stuff. And at the time, you know, it was the first time I'd ever heard any of this, and I was like, this joker has lost his mind. <laughs> Uh, when you read my book, uh, it's there's a whole chapter like you know a lot of the things in my book actually, even though it's a fiction book, a lot of the stuff actually happens. So this is a whole chapter, and so it's really funny. So this this guy starts telling me all this stuff, and you know it was weird though, Lori, because it resonated with me. Like it was mm-hmm. like he was speaking another language, but it resonated with me, and I couldn't shake it. And so it was like he planted the seed, and then. I had a couple other similar experiences. So I had these seeds kind of being planted, right? And I was resonating, but like not totally buying it. And so I got to a point where I was off of like just coming out of like three failed back-to-back relationships. And I didn't understand why they weren't working out. And I kept thinking like, what is wrong with me that these relationships keep failing? And then um, just uh, nothing was really working out. And I did like a really massive home renovation. And, And this doesn't sound like it's that bad to a lot of people but like to me it was my home and my root and and the entire thing like kind of went array and I ended up homeless Mm -hmm. (laughs) like rent looking for a place to live and it just got me in a place of there has to be more than this Mm -hmm. to life I had to be born for something bigger you know I'm just going through the motions like what is happening and I got to a point where by five o'clock I was shaking if I didn't have a glass of wine in my hand and it wasn't like an addiction or anything it was anxiety Mm -hmm. it was like massive anxiety and you know like again in hindsight I see it was it was my soul it was me being called to to awaken to my truth and to let go of what everyone else thinks and to let go of trying to to follow a path that everyone else set for me that I did not set for myself. And that was really what started me into getting to know myself, starting to learning to love myself, starting to find the worthiness and feel the worthiness. And it was a process because I wasn't there at all. And so it's funny because that shamanic astrologer that I saw, he gives you a lifetime reading. And so I had it, I had the recording of it and I started listening to it. And uh, I started like, I was just really obsessed with learning about happiness, learning about energy, learning about joy. And I started listening to every inspirational talk that you can imagine. I was constantly on YouTube. I was reading every, any and every self-help personal development book. I started learning about divine communication. I started doing all of these things and it lit me up in a way that I had never been lit up. And I was finally like really passionate about something. And I was starting to really feel good from the inside out. And it was not always easy. I'm not saying that this is an easy process, but it's definitely worth it. And it definitely, you know, when you feel, I know you can relate when you feel that fulfillment from the inside out for the first time, it is magical. And I believe that everyone that's what we're born to do is to figure out what our life purpose is. And once you do that, and once you start to align with your life purpose is when you really start to radiate. And when you really start to feel that sense of fulfillment, and it's finally coming from within you instead of outside of you. Mm. 
I could go on 47 different directions right now <laughs> with you. I, I cannot decide which one because I, there's so many things that you just said that I'm dying to dig into. But I think one of the things I want to ask you, because I, I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast are very interested in bettering themselves. They want to find that purpose or maybe they have found that purpose. Um, but before we start talking about how to find it, uh, you know, maybe they're listening to this podcast and they're like, yes, I so feel that I'm, I'm reading the books. I'm, I'm listening to the podcast, but how do I start? Like, where do you take all of these things that you learned and finally realize that you are ready to start sharing them? How do you, you know, cross that bridge? Well, I think that there's a fine line. And I think that when you're really vulnerable and when you're really shaky and when you're not fully in your ground, then you find community and you find people that um, are like-minded and people that will support you. And that's where you share at first. And then the more that you stand in your power and the more that you understand that you, what your truth is and you're not really going to be shaken, then you start to, to share with people that are interested and hungry. And there's a lot of them out there, you know, mm -hmm. and you don't have to, to share it, to shove it into anyone's face, because I feel like when you get activated on that level, you do, you just want to shake people sometimes mm -hmm. <laughs> and be like, don't you get it? You know, mm -hmm. but you have to understand that it's everyone's on their own journey and, and people will receive when they're ready and in your job and your mission is to to share your voice for the people that are ready to receive it and the people that you're here to serve does I that answer that. your question I love that so much it's it's so it, it's not easy but it's simple right it's like if you want to become a world-class chef you're probably going to start out by trying your recipe on your significant other your best friend or someone in your family not like let's take it to the top <laughs> try, yeah. this, try yeah. this amazing food it's like you're going to get enough <laughs> you're going to get enough confirmation from enough people who say you really need to do something with this and I think that's what happens in these communities right people say wow thank you you really helped me with that or you're such an amazing leader and you get all of these confirmations but that's not until you step out you just reminded me of my entire path of everything that I did to get to that place you know Yes. Mm. Yes, exactly. So amazing. So who are some of your biggest maybe influences in your life or mentors that you kind of always gravitate towards or maybe share one from the beginning and share one now? Okay. So from the beginning, I have to say is Oprah, mm -hmm. <laughs> which Lady O, we all love her, right? Um, I love her. Oh my God. Was, I mean, she's so amazing. And, you know, I didn't know about, you know, when she left primetime TV, I didn't realize, I knew she was doing a network, but I didn't really realize it was about personal development and spirituality mm -hmm. and all of that. So what happened was I was very synchronistic and I had upon, um, it was Instagram. I think I started following her like about the time. I was like in my love when I was like, all right, God, give me a way. There's got to be a better way than this. And I'm ready. I, I'll desperate. I'll do anything. That kind of prayer. And I was on Instagram and saw someone tag a post of Oprah. And I was like, wow, blast in the past. I hadn't seen her in a while. And, uh, you know, this was several years ago. So I started following her and she um, was talking about a book called The Seat of the Soul. Have you read it? Yes. Someone just sent it to me again, too, and I, I already own it, and they sent it to me two days ago again. Well, that book, like, rocked my world because yeah. it was as I was, like, realizing about life purpose and, 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 you know, just about a better way, and as I started reading it, it was just confirmation of everything, and so then I got obsessed with Super Soul Sunday and watching Oprah's network and um, just the old Oprah shows because really what she put on that network was shows that just um, – had spiritual messages and mess messages of a better way. And so that I would say she was just definitely transformational for me. And then I'd say another one is um, a mentor we share, Gabby Bernstein, for yes. sure. Uh, just connecting, uh, you know, going on, I spent about a year when I was um, searching and seeking, going on retreats, traveling the world and going on retreats and um, I, I didn't care. Like I was willing to spend whatever amount of money I wanted to, I love to travel anyways, but it was something about when you show up in person and you, you you travel with intention is what I call it. So you get there, you're going with an intention to release what's not serving you, to open yourself up to new ways and to really elevate on a new level. 
And when you do that, if something in the cosmos happens, you know, mm-hmm. in a magical way, especially depending on who's, who's hosting the, the, the space, but if they're really holding it and harnessing the energy correctly, then amazing things happen. And so I would, I would go there and I would meet these people just like you and I met, you know, mm-hmm. like you start to meet these people and have these connections. And it's like these people that you know that you're supposed to interact with and you start to build this community. So I did that and there were several key players and one of them was absolutely Gabby Bernstein and, um, you know, going to, to her masterclass. I thought that was a really, uh, great timing for me when I was really looking for more like-minded lightworker community. Mm. I love that. And I love that you just said going somewhere with an intention, but really, you know, you're saying having an intention pretty much for everything that you do when you're seeking and you can have an intention when you read a book, right? You can have an intention when we walk into that mastermind, it's like, it's having that intention to connect, Um, and to really, you know, for whatever reason, let go of something or whatever you need to do, but also releasing the outcome to it. So knowing that if you just go there with this intention and then letting go of whatever you think you need and being open to something that so many amazing things come. Have you had an experience like that where you go with an intention, but maybe it's an intention where you need something, but when you let go, even better blessings come? Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's like, again, like one thing that happens in these experiences is when you go with an open heart, you feel the energy and you feel the shift So in a way that you do the work that you can't necessarily do on your own mm-hmm. because it's like when you're at home and you're doing this, you know, it's not as easy when you're surrounded and space is being held for you and when you really get in that art of surrender. So just another thing is that a lot of people are scared, you know, cause our ego really likes to rear up when we start to move in the direction of our truth and our power. And so for me, I started learning to listen to my heart and not listening to my head. And I would feel gravitated, like I have to go on this retreat. It makes no sense. I'm traveling the week before and the week after, but I must be there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so I started following my heart and I did the same thing when I would walk through the door and even now hosting them. Like Like it's the same energy as when you're hosting retreats and you can relate to this too. Like you think one thing is going to happen and then you get in the flow and a whole other thing happens and it's perfect and magical and as exactly as it's supposed to be. Mm. So what does it feel like for you when you know you're coming from your heart rather than your head or when you drop from your head into your heart? It feels good. It feels... (laughs) We live in our heads so much. Like you have, like I literally, uh, you know, I tell my clients all the time, just put both hands on your heart and take a deep breath. And I have to do that all the time because it, we, we have to, to be very conscious because we, the logical mind is, is the tool that we've used for the majority of our lives. And so you're, when you're operating from a place of, of, from your heart and a place of intuition, it feels good you know, and you, you can trust what's happening by how you feel. Whereas when you're in your head, you're making decisions that don't always feel good. And you're not necessarily doing what's best for you or or what's best for others because you're, you're, there's false ideas there. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So tell me about your, I want to know more about your book. Like, was it a point for you that you, you know, had learned all of these different things and you thought, wow, I have to share this? Or did it come to you just in a moment of, wow, I didn't even know that I had this in me that I need to share whatever is coming up? Where did it begin for you? Yeah, so it's kind of all of the above. So I did not, I wasn't, have no writing background. I was never a writer before. And what happened was when I realized about life purpose, you know, so I had just spent a couple of years uh, being like uh, in the closet spiritually and meditating and, you know, having some unique experiences. And I was like, it's this the second I learned about life purpose, I was like, oh my gosh, what is my life purpose? So I started, you know, I was now I was on a mission to find life purpose. So I was saying the prayers, I was asking for guidance, I was listening. And I'll never forget, I was like, it was like a sunny day, it was like 75 degrees, I was running out in a jog. And all of a sudden, like both feet hit the pavement, and I stopped dead in my tracks. And it was just like, I got this like divine, what I like to call a divine download. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. 
And the backstory is I had been obsessed with Twilight and the Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. And to the point where I would like, I didn't care what I had on my calendar. I was making time to read those books. Like it was an (laughs) obsession. So I was reading, reading, reading. I loved those books and I just got lost in them. And I love the fact that it was a trilogy because you had more, you know, it was like, it took a while for it to be over. And Mm. so I got this idea and, you know, I believe that we're in a really, uh, let me see how I want to phrase this. We're in we're in a time of of deep awakening. Everyone mm-hmm. is the veil is thinning, and people are awakening to their higher power and to deeper meaning in their life in a new way. And it's happening to all of us. And so, I believe a big part of my mission is to teach people tools and principles to make this transition with ease. And so, I've been reading all these personal development books, and I love personal development books. I am not knocking them, but if you're not activated or triggered on a certain level then sometimes they're boring and sometimes it's hard to read. So when I had my idea, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to write like a spiritual version of Twilight, but it's about a girl and she has a spiritual awakening and she starts having divine encounters. And I didn't know all the pieces exactly, but I knew I could tell this story that so many people would be able to relate to and teach the tools of of self-love and of um, life purpose and divine communication and deeper meaning and all of that. But doing in a fun and magical way where you escape with the character and so it's so funny because I get messages all the time about people who are like did you write this book about me you wrote this book about me it's like you're it's like you're in my life and you know it's a lot of it is based on my life actually and a lot of it is is truth even though it's a, a fiction story but um that's kind of how that came about and once I had the idea there was really no stopping me I was definitely on a mission Oh, I have your book on my shelf and it's literally like waiting for me to read it. And I think I think the time is coming very soon within the next month. But I love that you just said that because I have read. I mean, I know you and I are both junkies like I have read so many spiritual self-development books, you name it. And the other day I was reading one. and I'm like, I I need some story like I need Mm -hmm. I need someone to tell me more stories and I need to know more about your life because sometimes we can just read it and it's just like okay this is what I should do this is what I should be doing this is and that is all beautiful but I love this story that's why I love podcasting right I love talking to you right now hearing about every single detail so I I'm so obsessed that you did that that I cannot even (laughs) wait to read it so what a great way to learn too because you know it's cool because we're in a the mastermind with Jim Quick too and he talks about the best way to learn is when you're having fun and -hmm. when it's like you're just interested in the story so how cool what a brilliant way to teach all right so I would love to hear about what would you share what some of those unique experiences were just because I think sometimes people don't realize maybe they are having unique experiences but are kind of bypassing them or not looking for the magic in their life yeah, so there's a lot of them. And really just for me, it was starting to to hear voices in my head and not knowing what it was and seeing um, their angels, but seeing energy. And I was really, really scared because before I, I didn't, I wasn't raised that way. Like I, I honestly, I thought I was going crazy and I wanted to, I almost checked myself into a mental institution. Like, no lie. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) And even though, but it was this like massive graceful presence. And you know, when you meditate, you get there, a lot of us get there pretty pretty naturally. And so it was definitely happening when I was meditating. And at that point, like by the time I started meditating, I knew it was happening. But when it just started happening and I started, um, it's just hard to explain in just a few minutes, but, um, basically it was like, I had two worlds going on because there was this one world where it was like, beautiful, fantastical, like all the, like just grace and love but then there was this other world of like it was like as that portal opened up to the love that was coming it was like my egoic portal as well so it was kind of like a, a book I call it the demon which they represent your ego and the negative opinions and this is a so I had to really learn now. Um, uh, Suzanne, I'm so sorry, but our our connection just totally went to crap for a minute. So I'm going to edit that. Are okay. you there? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear okay, me? Okay, one second. Yeah. You know what? I might need to restart Skype real quick. Okay. I, I'm. You might want to restart it too because I don't know what end it's on, but for some reason okay. it's just like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So shut down the computer? 
Um, you can just restart Skype. That okay. might be best. I'm super sorry. It was great, and then it just started to gargle. So it's okay, no problem. Okay, cool. So let's restart it, and then we'll just pick right back up. Okay, I'm bye. gonna leave bye. this even recording. Okay, thanks. Bye. Are you better? Or not really? No, that's way better. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you okay. Oh, yeah, that is like a bazillion times better. Okay. Okay, okay so I, you know what? I'm going to pick up maybe with um, – I actually wanted to ask you this question first, so maybe I'll just skip that so it's divine. Yeah, perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you were talking about uh, different prayers that you would say, and I know that a lot of people hit those places where they're like – what do I do? Where am I supposed to go? Give me a sign. Were, were there, was there certain language that you would say just during your meditations or prayers that you would say, or how would you ask? Yeah, I always, I mean, still to this day, I think this is, you know, I like to say that meditation is listening and, and prayer is asking. So it's really important to set that intention. So I would just start to say, um, now I say thank you before a prayer because it sets the intention that it's already done. I learned that from Kyle Gray, but I used to say, please, um, you know, so now I would say, thank you for opening my heart. Thank you for expanding my heart space. Thank you for helping me to feel the truth of who I am. Thank you for using me as a vessel. Thank you for showing me the direction. Thank you for, um, putting me in the circumstances that will allow me to help to heal and to elevate the world. Mm -hmm. So little things like that, like, you know, obviously it's different a little bit now than in the beginning. And in the beginning, it was more like, please help me to, to know my purpose. Please uh, show me the way. And then there's the prayer from A Course in Miracles, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? And what would you have me say? And to whom? And I think it's just an art of getting out of your own way, really getting in the ebb and flow of knowing when to take action and knowing when to step back and when to receive and really starting to receive guidance on a new level. So with your book, do you use some of these tools in there or how do, how do people take away from the story? What is the biggest takeaway that you want people to get from it? Yes. So in the book, Musings of an Earth Angel, it is packed with prayers, uh, tools. It has everything in it But because you're journeying with Samantha, who's the, the protagonist of the book. You're journeying with her as she experiences. And you start at the beginning when she's very unaware, and then you go through as she has each of these encounters. And so what I want people to take away is understanding that there's more to life than meets the eye, is understanding that if you're, you're born and you're living a breathing on this planet, then you have a life purpose and that you're meant to truly live a life full of, of joy. And when you're aligned with that joy, you're, you're elevating the planet simply by being happy because energy is contagious and whatever energy you're putting out, uh, you know, is affecting other people. Mm-hmm. So with this, and you know, uh, there's this, uh, a couple of people that have read my book and then they start giving it to their clients and giving it to people, um, to awaken them to new ideas and to give them tools. So what would you say to people who, you you know, you've had some moments where you were like, wow, okay, I am awake. Things are happening. Like I am seeing things, (laughs) feeling things. But what about the people who, because I have so been there in the beginning of my journey where I was like, okay, none of these things are happening to me. I don't feel special. Maybe I'm not like, maybe I'm not being spoken to. Maybe I'm not being guided. What would you say to someone like that? What would you focus on? What would you say? 
I would say, of course, they're being guided. And I, I understand um, that people it's, it's different for everybody. So the way to think about it is energy is like an onion, right? So we have a whole bunch of different energetic layers and we're all different. So everyone has the capability to access their intuition and to access these tools. And it's kind of like playing the piano. Or we should maybe use the guitar since you're playing guitar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like some people just sit down and pick up a guitar and they can just riff and just go, you know, mm -hmm. some people it takes like five to 10 lessons and then they're good. And some people have to practice every single day for years and years and years. Mm, so I, I want to use that analogy in the sense that depending on the level of connection and guidance that you're looking for, because we all have connection, we all have guidance and it comes in different ways. So first thing is if you really don't feel like you're getting any guidance or any messages, set the intention to receive them, set the intention um, to get the messages in a way that's loud and clear in a way that you can understand and understand that it will come in different ways. So another thing that I learned from Gabby Bernstein, she was the first person I heard say this was spirit speaks through people. And so like, for example, if five different people tell you the same thing, that's a message for you, mm -hmm. you know, and start to pay attention. So we all do receive this guidance and these synchronicities in different ways. It's not like we all have to get there and see Archangel Michael and have that experience mm -hmm. right off the bat, you know? I love that. And it's, it, it is really just like a relationship and, you know, that every relationship just takes communication and practice. And, and I, it actually happened at, Gabby Bernstein. She she should be on this. We should be like, you know, you really should have just been there because you were there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was at a um, one of her master classes, and it was like defining the relationship. Like, how do you communicate best? How how are you being communicated with? And to me, it was a, this moment of defining how I felt like I've been communicated with and how I best understand. And it was in a humorous way, like my relationship with Source, God, whatever you want to call it, was, you know, show me. Um, what I need to do, where I need to go. And I love communicating with you. Like I love having a light relationship with you. I love being or communicating in a humorous way. And I am not kidding you to this day. It is always, it shows up in the most funny, random ways that makes me laugh out loud. So now, <laughs> so now I ask, I'm like, make me laugh out loud uh, to make this so obvious to me that it's just funny or intertwined in something funny. Cause I speak in humor and that is how I get spoken to all of the time now. I love that. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And that's another thing is everyone thinks that personal development and, um, you know, so much of this stuff has to be so heavy and so hard and it doesn't, which is another reason I wrote my book is to, to get people in the vibe of it can be fun and joyful and you don't have to, we don't have to all take ourselves so seriously and that there's power and laughter and joy and having fun. So I'm going to start doing that now. I think that is a great <laughs> tool. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. I love that. And, and, you know, we're crazy to think that it's, it's not that way because you know, when you think about it, he, he, it, source, it's the creator of everything. And without everything, you know, not one thing can really um, be contrasted. So it's kind of like remembering, okay, um, this power created humor, this power created, you know, sadness, this power created joy, this power created. So it's remembering that they all serve a purpose, but really where's your home and how do you want to, you know, what makes you feel best? So I absolutely love that. All right. So what are some of the biggest, um, maybe because I'm so on your book right now, because obviously I'm, I'm writing a book. So of course I'm so interested in like hearing, um, maybe some of the journey because to, for you, it was the book, maybe for another person, it's some other sort of way that they're about to express themselves. What was one of the biggest epiphanies you had while writing the book? I would say one of the biggest epiphanies was the pleasure that you get from alignment mm -hmm. and understanding that it, no one else has to get it. And no one else has to understand. Like, I didn't tell anyone I was writing a book for like probably four or five months. Mm -hmm. And like, by the almost, I almost had the first entire draft done. And because I did nothing else. Like, when I decided I was going to write this, I literally locked myself in my house for like three months and just knocked out like this entire draft. It was mm -hmm. kind of insane. And so, and I don't necessarily recommend doing that. <laughs> but that for me, that's how it went. And so it was also, um, 
it was a sacred experience for me. You know, I learned uh, how to allow a higher power to move through me in a new way. And it was really, really interesting. And I believe that anyone doing anything great is channeling. When you see an athlete on, you know, a pitcher's mound and they throw like the most crazy curveball throw, like that's channeling. When you see Beyonce on stage, that girl is channeling, <laughs> you know? Like yes. when you see a musician, they're channeling. And so whether you're writing or whether you're creating a business or whatever it is, when you get in that mode of allowing a higher power to move through you, it's really powerful and it's really joyful in a new way. And I think that it's gonna feel hard and you're, there are going to be moments where you think you're crazy and that no one's ever going to want to read your book or, or, or listen to your work or whatever it is that you're doing. But the, the truth of the matter is that's not the case. And I believe that if you have a desire in your heart, it is meant to be yours. And the, the hard part is having the courage to follow the path of that desire, even if it goes against maybe the people that you surround yourself with or uh, what society says to do. So the epiphany for me was how precious and how sacred it is to get into that alignment with what you were born to do and understanding that when you do that, um, the, the cosmos will, will make the way for you. And so it was like amazing for me following that, that courage, having the courage to follow that dream and to do that stuff just started happening. You know, it was like um, a few months after my book came out, I got a phone call from Hay House asking me, did I want to be a speaker at the summit next to Gabby Bernstein, mm -hmm. Esther Hicks, Deepak Chopra, you know, Dory Virtue, all these people I've been studying. And it just goes to show that like stuff like that happens, doors, the invisible doors start to open when you get into alignment. And so I think when you're doing something great or something that you're born to do, it's not going to be easy at first, but it's always going to be worth it. And you just have to keep keep going and really trust in what you feel in your heart. Mm, okay. So we're going to talk about that um, <laughs> because that is another huge moment of, okay, I'm in alignment and I just got asked to do exactly what I've been dreaming of my whole life. What is the moment like when that happens? And then what happens the week following up or following after that in your mind? And how do you get through to being excited? Yeah, no, I was blown away. Like when I got the phone call, I was like, are we talking about the same yeah. summit? That <laughs> is know? amazing. I was so excited because I was just fresh off. Like I just started my, you know, I just launched my book and uh, it was just a couple months after that. And so I was, I mean, I knew that, that writing my book was not about me. And I think just staying with that and going with that, but getting that phone call, oh my gosh, I was so excited. And it was, it was validation and it definitely helped to catapult my career to new levels for sure. And I, I tried to ride that, that wave of excitement as long as I could. And I still ride it, to be honest. I love like telling people that because I'm proud of it. Just like I love telling people about my book because I'm proud of it because it, it's not just about me. It's about something bigger and it's really, about me giving a voice to a message that needs to get out into the world into a new way. So I think it's just really fun and really exciting when that stuff starts to happen. Did you have any moments of freak out? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> what did those look like? What did those look like? What was the voice in your head saying? How did you cling back to excitement? Oh, like, um, so like I would have like the thought like, oh yeah, they pulled you. You're no longer in the sun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like that that thought came up like so I just reframe so this the you know the tools that I teach on a daily basis and I'm sure that you do too you witness you witness the the shadow the the voice that's coming up you realize it's not your truth you push it out of your energy and you fill yourself up with the thought that you want like I am I'm doing what I was born to do I'm sharing these messages I'm now on a speakers panel with everyone I've, you know, admired for years. And you start to, to own that and to anchor that into, into your truth instead of the voices saying, who am I to do this? I can't, this isn't true. This isn't going to happen. This isn't going to work out because, and, and what I've noticed, Lori, is as I go bigger with each thing, that voice it, it pops up and it gets a little bit, it gets quieter in time. But when you really go big and when you really are, are doing the stuff that you're born to do, it does come up. So it's just, you have to get these tools and just use them routinely. Oh, it's so true. It, it's so funny because right when I thought I was like done with one of my, um, 
things that seems to come up, which is just anxiety, whether it's around public speaking or just something new. I was like, oh my God, this hasn't been bothering me like too bad for a little while. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I did my last event and I was like, hello, like it is, <laughs> it was in full effect. And I had to go straight back to, to like, it was day one. Um, and you know, I still, I utilize my tools every single day. It's just, you're able to use them quicker. You know, you're able to just get through it a lot quicker, but I think that's what people forget is they're like, Oh, but you look like such a natural up there. Oh, you know, didn't you know that you'd be a part of the Hay House, you know, conference or summit. And you're like, no, like (laughs) I had to work myself through this. So that's, that's amazing. Um, okay. So I see on your site as well. And I know that we've chatted, you do a ton of retreats, like full on immersion. And why do you, like, what is it that you love about uh, doing retreats? I love retreats because that is one of the things that really helped me to catapult and to grow and expand as quickly as I did. And I believe this is, I was mentioning earlier, you know, traveling with intention and people are, we're, we're scared. Like when you commit, whether it's, you know, a thousand dollar retreat or a $10,000 retreat, you there's a level of, um, oh my gosh, you know, why am I spending this money? Why am I doing this? And the thing is, is like, I believe the money that you invest in yourself, you get back tenfold. The universe delivers it back to you tenfold. And so so for me going and surrounding myself with mentors and people who had accomplished things that I wanted to accomplish and, and learning from them was everything. And I still do it. And so I, wanted to create experiences that I wish I would have had because I went on all these different retreats and they were all amazing. But then there were certain things that like, man, it would have been nice to have this or to do this. So it started with Sedona because Sedona is such a magical place. I don't know if you've ever been there. The energy is just amazing. And so I've had, um, we'll be having our third one this year in the fall there. And that is a four day deep dive immersion. We, hike to energy vortexes, we uh, do a medicine wheel, and we really go deep and do a lot of deep work. And what happens in in that four days is you don't have time to second guess yourself. You don't have time. You're not on the internet. You're not listening to, you know, your kids or your spouses or people at work or whatever it is. And you're not listening to the naysayers. And it really gives you an opportunity to witness your own power, to witness other people supporting you and loving you. And you cannot get transformation like that on your own, you know, at home. And that's why I continue to go on these experiences as as well as to teach them. And then the one that um, we're having in Palm Beach this year is uh, at the end of the month, April 27th. And that one is really more like a women's leadership summit. And that is a three-day experience. And it's it's a similar gist, uh, but really just giving people the courage to to do what it is that they're born to do and, and tools to walk away feeling empowered and expanded and ready just to, to go get them. I love that. I, and honestly, Suzanne, I feel like I'm talking to my twinsie, like (laughs) so scary and amazing. And it just is always confirmation to talk to all of these amazing women who, um, you know, have, we're all getting the same beautiful message and there's not enough of us out there. So you guys, if you are, if you are like resonating with this, you absolutely need to step into it and and retreats like this and different events and, you know, um, different courses are all of the things that really catapult you because I could not agree more. Um, you know, there's just something about when you click the checkout button or when you get on an airplane or when you travel to somewhere or when you say yes in a way that is bigger than what you think you're capable of, it just makes you step up and grow into that person. It is so powerful. I've had the most powerful breakthroughs from events, from uh, signing up on courses that maybe I thought were, you know, more expensive than I'd, than I'd want to do, but it makes you grow into, it's a commitment, right? It's like, I say Mm -hmm. yes to this. So what were some of your big moments outside? Maybe, maybe it was an event that you went to that you were like, whoa, and it just made you launch into um, you know, the person that you knew that you were? Well, I think it's every event that I've gone to, you know, because there's not one, if you set the intention and you show up, you're going to get what you need, which is what we were talking about earlier. And Mm -hmm. so I think for me, it's seeing other like-minded people 
that are on mission, that really want to help to make the world a better place, that want to infuse uh, a message of happiness and joy and help to empower people, witnessing other people also out there doing it. Because for me, community was so huge because I didn't have that at first. Mm -hmm. And going on these trips and getting involved in these things is really what started creating that. And so I, I laugh because you know, my Facebook feed, you know, several years ago, I would look at it and be like, Oh, God, I'm getting off Facebook, everyone's so negative. And then I started unfollowing everyone that was negative. And I started getting all these light workers that I was meeting at these retreats and meetings on my feed. And now, like, if I need to pick me up, I go scroll through Facebook, because it's like, all inspirational posts, and everyone's getting excited. And same with Instagram. And so it was a community, because when you don't feel alone, there's power in that. And when you feel supported, there's power in that. And then it's also just something that happens energetically where, like you were saying, you you rise up to be the person that, that you want to be. And it gives you the courage and the energy to really step into that and, and quit playing small. Mm. So that brings up one more thing, just for the people who, you know, they really, they feel called to this. They are like a, our hidden sister that we haven't met yet. And they're out there like, but I have the same exact message and they're saying the same exact thing. How am I supposed to do it in my own way? Or how am I supposed to do this when it's in this world of saturation, right? Even though it's not saturated at all, but we know what happens when we unfollow all the other people and all the light workers come, we can sometimes get in our head overthinking that it's all being done. It's all been done. This message is out there. What do you say to those people? Oh, I have a lot to say about this. Okay, so a couple of things. <laughs> the first point is there is no such thing as competition. And when you think that, then that is, it, it, all you need is a shift in perception. Mm -hmm. Because as your desires grow and expand, the potentiality of what's possible grows and expands. So if you're focused on that it's a saturated market, then you get, you know, you get what you focus on, so that's what's going to happen. But if you focus on the fact that there are millions and millions of people that need to hear your voice and your light and your message, then that's when you're going to start attracting those people. So getting out of the game of competition and, and, and jealousy and starting to look and say, if she can do it, then so can I. If he can do it, then so can I. And that energetically opens you up to start to receive the people that you're here to serve. And, and the second point is, I believe that we're, we all have people that we're born to serve. And so you, if whoever's listening to this podcast, uh, they, you have someone, not someone, a lot of people that you're born to serve. And these people are only going to resonate with your exact path and your exact message. And they're waiting on you. So it's really important that you step up and you hear your voice because just like you needed to hear different people and different leaders, there are people waiting on you that need to hear your voice. And this is a, this is a life change. This is a transition that we're going on. There is no saturation until every single person is, is shouting this message. Mm. So that's what I have to say. If you can't uh. tell I'm very passionate about that. I, I, I'm like sitting over here getting fired up. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> No, I love it. I love, love, love this conversation because I just am already like relit up. I needed it today. So thank you for that. Okay. So for all of the women out there, men as well, um, who are like, okay, I'm ready. I feel like, you know, I'm ready to share this message. Um, I really want to start getting out there. But what I think where a lot of people might get stuck or where some people might get stuck is how do I charge for this? Like, how do I start charging or making this a career? Or, you know, how do I know what I'm worth? What was that? What did that look like for you? Well, I think it's, it's different for everyone. And I think it's like, you have to understand the value of what you're offering. And for me, I believe that money is an energy exchange. Yeah. And so you have to start to think that you can't give all your gifts away for free. Like there is a lot to be said for free content and you absolutely need to do that to build your audience. But at the moment, uh, you start to charge is when you, when you as a spiritual teacher really start to step up and really start to be able to help people in a different way, mm -hmm. because it's almost like something in your brain is like, they're paying me for this. I really better deliver, yeah. you know? And then from the person that's paying you, it's kind of a disservice to them if they don't pay you because they're not really going to get out whatever it is. What, out of it what they need if they're not investing. So money is an energy exchange. And, and sometimes you get out what you put in, not always, but a lot of times. And so if you're brand, brand new, then get like a couple of people, um, you know, for like four or six weeks and start charging 
a minimal amount. And then after that, and when you feel ready, you know, then you, you step it up and there are jumps. You could have jumps from going from $50 to 500. I mean, that might be a little excessive, but you have to decide what your time and what your energy is worth. That is so good and it's so freeing. And I, I loved how you phrased that because you do show up more once you start getting paid and charging because, uh, you know, before when you're not, and of course I believe in the free content thing too, um, but when you're not, you are exhausted. You're completely exhausted because you feel like you need to give all of your energy to so many people. And a lot of your energy is not being, people aren't using it. They're not taking it to heart because like you said, they're not putting a value on it. So it is so powerful. And I love that you said money is just an energy. It's, it is so, so true. It's just another form of energy that we're adding to our life. So, all right. I could talk to you all day long, but our time has seriously flown by. So before we end, I just want to make sure that everyone can find you and follow you. Where are you at? So I am SuzanneAdamsInc.com, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, Adams, A-D-A-M-S, Inc, I-N-C.com. And then on Instagram, it's at SuzanneAdamsInc. And then Facebook page is uh, Musings of an Earth Angel. And I'll shoot you these links so they can go in the show notes. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so one last question before we... Um, and, but first of all, I just really want to acknowledge you for the work that you do in the world. I love just how, how you show up. You're so, you're fun, you're lighthearted, you're deep. It's, it's so beautiful. I really feel like you truly just bring out the best in people. So thank you so much for that. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. I I appreciate that a lot. Mm, And I have one last question. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. So you have a really quick 30 second elevator ride with someone and they look over at you and they say, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? Figure out what you're born to do and do whatever it takes to do it. Mm, I love it. Simple. All right, you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends and until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, all I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network, and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton, and it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. 
they capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently, and most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.